welcome to the Enneagram One Project Podcast with your host, Dominic Vandal, where ones come to learn mindset tools and embodiment techniques to reduce frustrations, quiet their inner critic, and live a most expansive life. If you're ready to make your unique oneness your superpower, then this is the show for you. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Enneagram One Project Podcast, Episode 13, Make Imperfect Your Next Goal. Over the last year, I've set two goals for myself that I will say have had the biggest impact on my perfectionist tendencies. I'll explain them both in detail as we go, but just briefly, the first had to do with my embodiment practice which I talk about on the podcast all the time, and the second, this podcast. What both of these goals have in common is that I decided I would achieve them with imperfection, on purpose. That's right. This perfectionist decided she would do these big things and they would be imperfect, intentionally imperfect. In order to do this, I had to get out of my spin outs right? When we're spinning in the brain, where all I can see is how to improve something, decide what I would do more of, and also what I'd let go of. Let's take the embodiment practice first, because I do think it laid the foundation that I needed to then be able to set the goal for this podcast. The embodiment practice I'm referring to is the primal feminine flow that I learned from Jenna Ward. Of course, The link will be in the show notes if you want to do that as well. Jenna makes it very clear that there's no right or wrong way to do the practice. Jenna provides the general idea with easy to follow instructions and gently suggests that you do the practice a certain amount of time and a certain amount of days in a row. So here I am, the person who likes a clear rule book. And I'm like, wait, what? There's no right or wrong? And even though the teacher is telling me what they think is best practices, I can actually do whatever I am called to do. Whatever I'm called to do. But I've never paid attention to what I'm called to do before. I don't really know what that means at this point. But I try anyway. That thought that it needed more direction, more framework, and more strict parameters. I made a plan but the loosest of plans I have ever made. I will do the first few days as this recommended because I have no idea how any of it works. And then I will decide again. If you listened to last week's episode, you might remember me saying that I add for now onto my decisions. And this is an example of that. I will do this for now. Once I had the foundation of the practice down, I made that goal that I'm talking about. So let me clear that out. My goal was to use this practice, this embodiment practice, to be more of myself without judgment, without judging what I would physically do during the practice, without judging what I would discover during the practice. I would add the practice to my calendar daily and only do it if. I was called to do it (laughs) once I knew how to discern what that even means. 
And I would play with the length of time for each practice. I got out of my head whenever it said I had to do it daily or that I wasn't doing it right. I got out of my head and into my body. I used this rumination on the best way to do this practice as a cue from my body to me that now would be a good time to be more embodied to do the practice. I chose to make the practice about my own desires and less about how I was supposed to do it. From this more embodied place, because remember, we are always embodied, we're always in our bodies, but this more connected place, I was able to tap into part of myself that knows there's no such thing as perfect. Is the practice honoring my body? Is the practice honoring what my body is asking of me in this moment? Yes, then we're gold. Nothing else is required. The freedom I felt and still feel during an embodiment practice, freedom to explore who I am, freedom to be me, freedom to not see any movement or sound as a mistake. Once you know that in your body, you can't unknow it. It becomes engraved as what is possible for you, even outside of the practice. That's the new knowing that I brought with me to create the Enneagram One Project podcast. There are apparently best practices when it comes to podcast and podcasting. Are you surprised? I did a little research. Who am I kidding? I did a lot of research. Once I had it all, I decided what was going to work for me. The first thing I decided was that this podcast is going to be an example for perfectionists that you can put out imperfect work and that it can have a positive impact in the world. Making this the priority over following the rules was the best balance for my brain. On the one hand, I'm giving it one standard to live up to. And on the other hand, the standard itself is a reminder of the permission to let go of what's not necessary. Can you feel that? That is how you use your one brain and make it your superpower. It likes rules, give it a rule, but make that rule be from your deeper knowing and not from what others tell you. That doesn't mean that it was always the easiest thing to do. For one, I had the belief that I wasn't creative or smart enough to provide valuable content weekly. And so I did my work there. I reminded myself that part of the goal was to be imperfect. I looked for evidence in my life of times I considered myself to have been creative and smart and brought along that internal felt sense into the creation of episodes. The second belief that kept coming up was around professionalism. I think I have a love-hate relationship with this word. Before I say anything more, pause here. What comes up for you with the word professionalism? What are the expectations? Are they your expectations? Have you ever given yourself permission to decide what professional means to you? I'll give you an example. Does wearing makeup 
being dressed up and wearing heels mean you're a professional? Well, I thought it did for a long time. And many of the communities that I'm part of certainly believe that as well. I kept saying that it was. The truth, or at least what I noticed to be true, is that you can wear the makeup, be dressed up, and wear the heels, and be incompetent. The exterior stuff means absolutely nothing. And yet a lot of the times, that's how you gauge if someone is professional or not. But give me someone who does their work and lives by their teachings over someone that's got all the exterior stuff figured out. That doesn't mean that that someone won't have the makeup and all the things. But you do you. What is professional to you? So I had to decide for myself here. Even though I had been taught one thing, I decided what it was going to be for me. How does this relate to the podcast? Well, let's go back to that research. After I did the research, what came up the most um, had to do with external things, what the audience would notice, such as making sure to remove all of the filler words like, like, um, hmm, all of those. Have you noticed that I don't really take those out? I don't say them too often, but I want you to know me, not the super polished version that doesn't make mistakes. Because that version, it's unrealistic to live up to. I can't live up to that all the time. If we meet in real life, I want you to know that it's me. If that's not living up to a certain standard in the podcasting world, that's okay by me. This takes away a ton of pressure too. Remember, my goal is to release realness into the world so that it gives you permission to be you as well. That's the point. So I will always be professional, but it might not have anything to do with ums, but rather because I speak from my experience, the knowledge I've acquired from years of mindset coaching, my lived embodiment experience, and I aim to be a model of showing up as myself to you, even if I'm a little unsure even if it's not going to meet everybody's expectation of professional. The benefits of this goal, this approach, and deciding what I would do more of and do less of allowed me to focus on the message, focus on every small shift I made in the last year and how I can bring that to you. I made it a celebration. That felt sensation of celebration is what I bring these podcasts to you with. This podcast is everything that I wish had existed about a year ago. I'm an Enneagram one. The mindset approach works, but I have a relentless inner critic, an urge to improve, and I don't acknowledge anger until I notice the resentment in my body. No one is speaking to this. No one is speaking to solutions that I have already available to me that can support me to release the conditioning that creates the internal discord that I bought into, that I didn't know was optional, that my survival brain thought it really had to do in order to fit in, to be accepted and to remain part of the tribe and therefore not die. That's where it all comes from. That's why I use an integrative approach of mindset and embodiment. And I talk to you all about it too so that you can be empowered 
so that you can use your brain's natural tendency as your superpower. This would not be available to you if I hadn't first decided it was going to be an example of imperfect action that creates a positive impact. I knew that had to be possible. No one was really telling me about what was going on for them behind the scenes. But I knew that this had to be an option. My invitation to you is to make a goal for yourself that fosters being imperfect, puts it at the forefront to help you get out of the perfectionist box. I mean, look at what happened when I did it. I had my fingers crossed that maybe, just maybe, the podcast would have maybe 200 downloads by the end of March. 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. It has been downloaded over 2,000 times at the end of March 2022. I am blown away and I cannot wait to see what you all do with your oneness. Not pushing down, not, not seeing it, not fixing it, but with your oneness. If you don't know where to start, I recommend an embodiment practice, one that includes movement and even sound. You can join the Enneagram One Project Facebook group, and you can do that now and access my mini trainings. There, you will find practices for whatever level of embodiment that you are at now, whether you're practiced or not, and you do it at your own pace. I hope to see you there. Could you imagine if your next goal had something to do with being imperfect and that that was actually you meeting your goal? Who would you be? What would you allow yourself to be? What permissions would you give yourself? I would love to know what you come up with as a goal, a goal to be imperfect. Until next time, love to each and every one. Thank you so much for listening to the Enneagram One Project podcast, your go-to podcast for all things one. Now, if you're wanting to integrate what you're learning here and be supported by your very own personal Enneagram One Life Coach, then I invite you to head over to my website, dominicvandal.com, D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L. Look at the very top of the page for the Work With Me tab. I'd love to be the one in your corner helping you to navigate your oneness. Let's make it your superpower.